boisterous behavior, including applause, booing, and cheering is not permitted. Thank you for joining us. The meeting will begin shortly.
Okay. Stop it. <laughs> All righty. Well, good morning, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to our Broward County Board of County Commissioners meeting this Tuesday, September 19th at about 2023 at about 10.05 a.m. Got to do a little things different this morning, just very quick. <laughs> so, so as you know, This is for Chairman Gibson, by the way. Mayor, you know, I, think, our I, think you Panthers, need, I think you need to explain what you're wearing. We are doing wearing. that right now. Chairman Gibson, I promise I'm going to live up to my bet. As all of you know, the Panthers came very close to winning the course of the Stanley Cup this year, but after a hard fight with the Golden Knights, beat the Florida Panthers 9-3 in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final on June 13. So you must have heard I made a friendly wager with Chairman Jim Gibson of Clark County, Nevada. So the wager was the losing team's mayor would wear the winning team's jersey at a commission meeting. Hence, <laughs> hence it's here. Chairman Gibson made a counteroffer. So this is where y'all come into play. Uh -huh. I didn't, I didn't See, I know they're not gonna... Just, Don't bet for me. Pl please, I'll owe you one, okay? Gibson made a counteroffer. The losing team's commission also say the winning team's chant at a commission meeting. Well, I have put myself in a bind here, haven't I? I thought the Panthers were going to win, okay? Well, Chairman, today I'm wearing the Las Vegas Knights jersey, and I'm asking that this commission join me in saying the Knights chant. If I'm the lonely guy, I tried, Chairman Gibson, I tried. So on the count of three, can you please say, go Knights, go? Nope. All right. Go All right. Panthers, go. <laughs> hey, this is a friendly thing with Chairman Gibson. He, Let's he, go Panthers. He, he's going to say that I, I didn't go up to my bet here, so anyway. All right. Thank you. So go Knights, go. One, two, three. Go Knights, go. So Chairman Gibson, I know your staff is watching us this morning. The let, wager has been completed. Let the record reflect that McKenzie didn't do it. In all, in, in all serious, congratulations to the Golden Knights. And kudos, of course, to our Florida Panthers uh, for an incredible season, which they were able to do. So the video will be on social media later. Again, Chairman Gibson, best wishes to you in Clark County, Nevada. Go Knights, go. That's right. Go Knights, go. That's right. Mayor, Mayor, <laughs> yes. What's the legality of a bet? I didn't know if if it's even legal for you to bet. And I think our, our it was a friendly wager. I mean, it wasn't you, a bet. You don't have to honor something that's not even legal. Just, uh, I, I just that, that's that Vice Mayor, uh, Vice Mayor Rich, just beware if the Panthers are in the finals next year. Okay, with your with your friendly wagers, if I may. All right. In all seriousness, I'm going to ask that we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by a moment of silence, which I'll talk about. I'm going to have Commissioner Rogers, would you lead us in the pledge? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I should please stand and remain standing for a moment of silence. Ladies and gentlemen, it's customary that we observe a moment of silence and honor those notable persons our community have already recently passed. So I'm going to go around the commission first. Commissioner McKenzie, do you have anybody? No, sir. Okay. No? Yes, ma'am. 
Mr. Furr? Just for us to keep in mind, I was just in Morocco where the earthquake was. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, they're having a really hard time, as, as is Libya. And I think just for all of us to keep them in our thoughts and prayers. Amen. Senator, Commissioner. We also obviously want to honor our brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in the armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service, along with those, of course, our police officers and firefighters who serve us daily. Moment of silence, please. Thank you. you. May be seated. Well, today's music, which by the way was awesome, was by Commissioner Robert McKenzie. The first song was "I'll Take You There" by the Staple Sisters, Seniors, excuse me, and "Lean On Me" by Bill Withers. You can't go wrong there, is right? And today we have three proclamations. Our first one is going to be uh, Heritage, Hispanic Heritage Month. We have incredible folks with us today. I'm going to ask Commissioner Hazel Rogers to go to the podium and present Heritage Month for the Hispanic. And we have the, those are presented to Lisa Arazo, I believe, our founder and president of Broward County Latin Entrepreneurs, Felipe Pinzon, of course, president of Hispanic Unity, and of course we'll begin with the second one. So. I'm going to go make a quick change. <laughs> Good morning, those viewing and those in the audience. Okay, I'm privileged and honored to read the proclamation recognizing Hispanic Heritage Month. Whereas National Hispanic Heritage Month is the period from September 15th to October 15th in the United States, when people recognize the contributions of Hispanic and Latino Americans. And whereas 2023 Hispanic Heritage Month theme is Latinos driving prosperity, power, and progress in America, recognizing the significant strides of Hispanic in the economic, political, and social growth of the United States. And whereas, accordingly to the U.S. Census Bureau, the Hispanic population in the United States as of July 1st, 2021, is approximately 63 million people, making people of Hispanic origin the national largest racial or ethnic minority, 18.9% of the total population. And whereas in Broward County, the Hispanic population is 31.9% representing people from many diverse areas, including Cuba, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, and, <laughs> and Mexico. And whereas each year Americans celebrate the histories, cultures, and contribution of American citizens who ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central and South America. And whereas be it proclaimed by Broward County Commissioners, of, whereas be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board hereby designates September 15, 2023 to October 15, 2023 as Hispanic Heritage Month in Broward County. And I'm honored and privileged to recognize Hispanic voting youth also. And Hispanic. Michael Garcia, you're in my head. 
Thank you. Before I leave the mic, I just want to recognize a lady who is our Monica, who is also part of that Hispanic heritage culture, the lady from Puerto Rico, right? Just want to acknowledge you, the first Hispanic to sit on this Broward County dais and in this position. We honor you today also. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, um, Commissioner Rogers. Uh, good morning, Mayor, Commissioners, County Administrator. I'm honored to accept this proclamation on behalf of Hispanic Community of Florida's Board of Directors, staff members, especially our clients, the families we serve every single day. It is a heartfelt dedication to Hispanic residents who represent 32% of Broward County's population. A Hispanic community of Florida, our mission is to empower immigrants and others to become self-sufficient, productive, and civically engaged. And that's possible thanks to your continued support. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. And of course, this lady does awesome things. She gets me to go crazy places, but I love her also. Founder and president of Broward County Latin Entrepreneurs. At first I thought it was a woman's thing, but then I realized we invited guys also. <laughs> Thank you for all you do for small businesses and encouraging everyone to be engaged here in Broward County. Lisa, the floor is yours as we recognize Hispanic and Latino Heritage <laughs> Month here in Broward County. Thank you. Please, Thank you. Mike is yours. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I want to thank everyone here. My name is Liza Razzo, and I am the president of Broward County Latin Entrepreneurs. And we are an organization that we try to empower um, Latin businesses, not even Latin businesses, I'm going to say, every business to succeed. And we have monthly networking events. They're professional networking events where we invite great speakers and so that the community could get involved and meet the elected officials and speakers that are there. So I want to thank you all today for this great honor. And thank you. Your next meeting? My next meeting. Actually, it is Hispanic Heritage Month celebration. It is September 28th. It will be at Colony Club, the View at Colony Club in Weston. And if you all would like to come, you're all invited. Just send me an email, info at bcle.biz, and I will put you on the mailing list. And believe me, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> thank you. Very good. Congratulations. We're going to get a photograph, please. If you would come forward here, and we'll get a photograph of the commission. Okay, and congratulations to the Hispanic Heritage Month. 
Our second proclamation is our 70th anniversary of Henderson Behavioral Health and will be provided the proclamation by our own Commissioner Barbara McKenzie. Dr. Stephen Ronick is here, I believe, hopefully. Please come forward, doctor. He was the CEO of Henderson Behavioral Health as Commissioner McKenzie makes his way down to the podium. Ready, Mayor? All right, I present this proclamation on behalf of the Broward County Commission today. And the proclamation is requested uh, also by me, our Broward County Commissioner. And the proclamation reads, whereas Henderson Behavioral Health was established on September 1st, 1953, and for the last 70 years has provided innovation behavioral health care, housing, support services, and hope for over 22,000 persons of all ages with behavioral health conditions in Florida each year. And whereas with over 20 locations and more than 50 programs, Henderson's mission is to be premier, the premier provider of accessible, cost-effective, and quality behavioral health care that inspires people with mental illness and substance abuse disorders to reclaim their lives. And whereas Henderson is fully accredited at the highest level by CARF, Commission on Accreditation of Rehabilitation Facilities. And whereas Henderson believes it is important to contribute to behavioral health research that helps to improve the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of mental illness and substance, substance users disorders. And whereas Henderson knows mental health conditions and substance use disorders can happen to anyone can happen to anyone. Impacting people without regards age, income, culture, or profession. Whereas a crisis can occur any hour of any day to anyone in Henderson responds 24 hours, seven days a week via mobile crisis teams, crisis hotlines for adults and youth, crisis walk-in services, and inpatient Crisis Stabilization Unit, and whereas Henderson offers a full continuum of care, including but not limited to medication management, individual, group, and family therapy, case management, recovery support, workforce development, psycho psychosocial rehabilitation services, intensive community-based treatment team services, residential treatment, housing, and other supports. Whereas Henderson staff is trained on cultural diversity, inclusion, and trauma-informed care to ensure patients are treated with the highest level of care, respect, and compassion. Whereas Henderson provides student counseling on the campus of Nova Southeastern University, Broward College, and the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine, Palm Beach Regional Medical Campus, and whereas Henderson is a leader and one of the first Florida companies that specialize in early treatment program
for people struggling with initial episodes of psychosis. This program targets individuals ages 16 to 35, as this is the most common age for people to experience their first episode of psychosis. And whereas Henderson believes with properly implemented services like the ones that Henderson offers, even those with the most serious mental illness can and do recover. Now be it proclaimed by the Broward County Board of County Commissioners that the board hereby designates September 19, 2023 as Henderson Behavioral Health Day in Broward County, Florida, celebrating 70 years of service in our community. And I think it's important to know our relationship and how it goes back when we opened up the 24-bed clinic along with Senator Dan Rich about four years ago in my district. And when they approached me initially, they thought I was going to resist to have this in my district. But this just doesn't happen in a specific district. This could happen at any time, any hour, any moment, to anyone. I've been impacted personally with siblings. And that day when we cut that ribbon, I was honored and proud. But what I did say, I think we need more. I think we need more, and I thank you for the services you do. Please, at this time, take the podium and do as you please. Welcome, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner McKenzie, and thank you, Mayor, and all Broward County Commissioners today. It's really um, an honor, privilege. I feel tremendous gratitude today on behalf of all the patients at Henderson, most importantly, our Board of Directors, our almost 800 employees who bring the best every single day. Um, we at Henderson feel uh, incredible obligation and pressure every day to help as many people as we can, as fast as we can, the best that we can. And while we've been doing it for 70 years, um, our passion remains stronger than ever. Um, as the commissioner spoke, mental health and substance use conditions are ubiquitous, so we have a lot of work to do. Um, and, and finally, also, um, we, we appreciate very much the proclamation and recognition. We also appreciate the incredible support and funding that this commission um, gives to behavioral health systems across Broward County, recognizing the need. Um, this is a commission where we don't have to make the case. The case is made, and we have a very informed, progressive group here, so we appreciate you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Got a photograph? Yeah. Get a picture, doctor, if we can. Thank you. Take this. Sure. Vice Mayor Rich wanted us to have a quick comment. Yeah. Steve Ronick, I just wanted to say uh, they, they had a, uh, about a week ago, uh, a little more, uh, 
Steve, wait, don't go. A, uh, a uh, what they called a 7T party, S-V-E-N-T-E-A party. Um, and uh, Steve wasn't there, Dr. Ronick wasn't there because it was a, 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 an all women's event. And I was fortunate enough to be, to be honored at that event. And I just wanna say, it's just amazing what Henderson Behavioral Health does in our community. Uh, as someone who works closely with you through the Barrett Behavioral Health Coalition, I don't know what we would do without uh, the resources and services that are provided through Henderson. So I just wanted to say congratulations again, and uh, I hope it's just many, many more years that we have the opportunity to work uh, together and to improve behavioral health, substance abuse, mental, uh, mental health, and substance use uh, services in our community. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Last but not least is our third proclamation for the 50th anniversary of Broward Addiction Recovery Center, known as BARC. It's going to be given by our own Commissioner Bean Furr. Commissioner Kefir can hopefully read the names who will be joining you today. Great. Thank you, Mayor. Um, if I could have uh, Stephanie Coberly, who's the president of this organization. How are you doing? And Ray Rapaglia, Gary Smith, Don Carney, and Kathy Hurt. You can join. Great, thanks. I guess today is the day where we are shining a light on some wonderful organizations. Um, and one of those is BARC. Um, and I remember when this actually came into existence 50 years ago. Uh, my mom was actually working for Human Services. And, no, and I remember her being thankful that she had a place where she could refer people to. And whether you are a friend of Bill's or you know, or know people that are, are in AA, uh, I think all of us are touched by this at some point. It touches our families, it touches our friends, and we are very lucky to have a place like this in our, in our community that does such great work. Um, because, and, and mainly because you, you, I think it's taken away that sta a little bit of the stigma of, a, of treating people instead of being criminals, et cetera, that we're teaching, we're, so we're looking at it from a, an empathetic point of view and, uh, and one of compassion. And you all have done that for 50 years. Um, I remember the, also at the same time was a starting place started. Yeah. I remember in high school we had had a, yeah. yeah Exactly. Do you remember the candlelight march from, oh from do you remember that? Yes. From MacArthur to South Broward, all the kids? Yeah. Well, yeah, there was like thousands of kids. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> let me, I would, I'm, I'm honored to be able to uh, present this today. Uh, whereas the Broward Addiction Recovery Center, known as BARC, opened its doors 50 years ago on May 15, 1973 for the benefit of those suffering from substance abuse disorders. And whereas Broward County is fortunate to have the remarkably dedicated interdisciplinary staff utilizing their knowledge, energy, skills, and compassion to provide unique quality and evidence-based care for the diverse population of our community. And whereas BARC provides a continuum of care through its various units, including assessments, detoxification, residential, and outpatient services. And whereas treatment for substance use disorder has a positive and powerful impact on our community, being just as effective as treatment for other persistent conditions. And whereas treatment services surpass incarceration in both behavioral effectiveness and cost effectiveness, underscoring the importance of maintaining accessible services, therefore we must continue to ensure 
that such services are readily available to those who need assistance. And whereas the Joint Commission has independently audited the, audited the services provided by BARC since 1975, consistently yielding excellent scoring and earning the gold seal of approval. And whereas we would like to acknowledge the achievements of our residents who have proactively sought treatment as we celebrate their journey towards recovery. And whereas this legacy would not be possible without the assistance and support of the Broward County Commission, County Administration, Substance Abuse Advisory Board, and Human Services Department. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board, in recognition of Bark's significant contribution to our community for over 50 years, hereby designates September 2023 as Broward Addiction Recovery Center Appreciation Month in Broward County, Florida, signed by the Mayor. So thank you very much, and if you'd like to say a few words. So I went old school and I wrote some stuff down because I get cry and I get emotional and I'm wearing mascara and it won't be a pretty sight. So thank you. I agree. So ladies and gentlemen, esteemed members of the county commission, fellow advisory board members and honored guests, it's an honor to stand here before you today and celebrate Bark and the incredible work that has been done over the past 50 years. I was born and raised in Broward County, started at the starting place. I've been a witness to, to see the struggles that many of our residents have faced throughout the years. Substance use disorders are not new. Challenges that coincide with those substance orders are not new. What was new was the vision that Bark had 50 years ago to assist with fighting addiction and creating lasting change. I want to extend my heartfelt thanks to the, sorry, to the County Commission for acknowledging the critical work that Bark and its employees undertake day in and day out to make the recovery a reality for so many. Your support not only validates their efforts, but also amplifies the importance of recovery in our community. They say it takes a village. Recovery isn't just a personal triumph. It's a testament to the power of community, compassion, and understanding. It reminds us that when we come together and we open our hearts and open our minds, we can help individuals find their way back to a fulfilled life with hope and purpose and fulfillment. And that's exactly what Bark has accomplished and will continue to do so. It's a profound honor to serve as the president of this advisory board, and I'm truly humbled by this recognition. My heart is full of gratitude being surrounded by so many people who care and make this possible, and we accept this proclamation on behalf of our and dedicated advisory board and all Broward County citizens during Recovery Month. Thank you again for this honor, and let's continue to collective efforts to help those in need. And I didn't cry. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioner yes, Ford, can I we get a picture? That.
Okay, that completes our proclamations. We are now going to have our reading clerk, which is Stacy Leasing today. Stacy, welcome. To please read our Tuesday morning memo. Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 45. Public hearing items are 46 through 63. Regular items are 64 through 74. I request the following withdrawals and Skibner errors, corrections, and inclusions of additional information. Withdrawals, defer deferrals, substitutions. Item number 19. This item is being withdrawn since this site was annexed into the City of Parkland effective September 15, 2023. Therefore, the BMSD future land use map can no longer be amended for this property. Scrivener's errors. Item number 17, motion C currently reads, motion to authorize and waive the procurement code to the extent necessary to effectuate the foregoing. The motion should, should read, Motion to authorize and waive the procurement code to the extent necessary to effectuate the foregoing based on a board determination that doing so is in the best interest of the county. Item 40, exhibit line six. Exhibit one, line six, currently reads municipality Deerfield Beach. It should read municipality uh, Dania Beach. Additional information, item number 33, Executed signature pages for the agreement and the First Amendment have been received. Item 34, the board's consideration of this item is based on the revised summary, explanation, background, modified language, distributed as additional material. Item 35, the board's consideration of this item is based on the modified revised motion statement and the summary explanation background section distributed as additional material. Item 65, the board's consideration of this item is based on the modified Exhibit 1 distributed as additional material. Item 69, the board's consideration of this item is based on the item as amended by the additional material distributed by Vice Mayor Rich. Mayor's requests without objection. Items 64, 67, 68, 69, 73, and 74 be moved to consent. Very good. Thank you so much. We are now under our consent agenda. And I'm going to go in. Vice Mayor Rich, do you have any polls? No polls. Very good. Commissioner Bogan? Number 45. Number 45. Okay. Commissioner Dean? Number 5, just for a quick comment. Number 5. Very good. Senator Geller? None, sir. Commissioner Furr? None, sir. Yeah. Commissioner Ryan? Is in, there he is. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Welcome. Commissioner McKenzie? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Commissioner Rogers? Yes, Very good. County Administrator, Ms. Sapiro? None, sir. Mr. Myers? None, Mayor. Mr. Melton? None, sir. Very good. And finally, the public, Ms. Campbell? Number five. Number five. Very good. Okay. Mr. Myers, would you state the Commission's um, motion for approving the consent agenda? Thank you, Mayor. The consent agenda for this morning consists of items 1 through 45, minus the following items. Uh, item 5 uh, was pulled by Commissioner Udine and the public. Item 19 was withdrawn. Uh, item 40 uh, was pulled, I believe, for an abstention by Commissioner Ryan. And item 45 was pulled by Commissioner Bogan. And then added to the consent agenda are items uh, 64, 67, 68, 69, 73 and 74. 
Mr. Mayor, I move approval of the consent agenda as read by the county attorney. Second. second. Moved by Senator Gell, second by Commissioner Bogan. Any for discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously, 9-0. Very good. So we'll start with item number five. Ms. Leasing. Item number five has two motions. Motion A is a motion to adopt a resolution providing funding for certain services, the title of which is as follows. A resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, authorizing appropriation and disbursement of fiscal year 23-24 funds in the aggregate amount of $39,428,102 to specified service providers for the provision of support services in Broward County, authorizing the county administrator to execute a new agreement and certain amendments to existing agreements with the service providers and take all necessary administrative and budgetary actions to implement the agreements and providing for severability and an effective date. Motion B is a motion to approve waivers of conflict under section 112.3137A Florida statutes for the following Broward County Advisory Board members. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much. So we have uh, Commissioner Dean's pulled time along with the public. So I'm going to start with Commissioner Dean. Uh, just a comment on this, um, and I'm going to support it. I'm going to make a motion to approve it when it's the correct time, but I just thought it was important to point out to the public. I pulled this same agenda item from last year because I just wanted to see how it compared from year over year. And just so that the public can see, we've had a 12% increase in dollars that we're using to fund social services throughout Broward County. So the increase is faster than what you're seeing in inflation, faster what you're seeing in how our property values have grown, but to the extent that these dollars are needed for the community, I'm in support of same. Also with the condition that the county administrator had mentioned during my briefing, if you look at the backup on this material, there are about 15 or 20 of the service providers that are not meeting the goals, self-imposed or the goals that the county has put on those, and it's been confirmed to me by administration that they're going to be monitoring these through the years to make sure that the dollars that we're giving them are going for the purpose that we're giving them for. And if not, when this comes to us next year, because we do this every year, uh, I'm going to ask to have a broader discussion unless we can make sure that these goals are being met. I don't have to go through the ones that aren't meeting the goals. I don't think that's productive because I'm not an expert on this, but they are, and they should do that. And with that, at the appropriate time, I'll make a motion to approve. Thank you, Commissioner Dean. We have one speaker for the public. Ms. Leesine, would you call the name? Tatiana Maria Poole. Ms. Poole? Are you here, Ms. Poole? Last call. Ms. Poole, are you here? Okay, public portion closed. Mayor, I'll Commissioner, move the item. Commissioner Dean moves the Second. item. Seconded by uh, Vice Mayor Rich. And one comment, yes. And then we're going to have comment. a discussion. Yeah, I just Followed wanted, by Commissioner thank Kerr. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I just wanted to make one comment uh, about the percentage of, uh, of uh, uh, increase in the services. There's been a dramatic increase in the need for these services. Whether we're talking about homelessness, we're talking about mental, we just heard from Dr. Ronick, mental health and substance abuse, uh, affordable housing. Um, and I just want to say that I 
I can never keep at, get out of my mind uh, uh, Commissioner Geller's constant re recognition of the fact that we have never gotten back to the amount that we were that we were funding before the 2008 recession. So it's just an attempt to continually try to get back even where we were, uh, and then knowing that we have such incredible, incredibly uh, heavy additional needs. So I support this uh, and, and more for that matter. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Um, first of all, I appreciate you bringing this up. Um, I've seen with other organizations that I'm with some very effective monitoring of these. And, and, the, and it's not the kind of gotcha monitoring. You really want, because you want them to succeed. You want them to be able, you, but, it's, it, but it is important that there's somebody that is um, almost full-time monitoring these. And, and I don't know if we have that, and, maybe, and that's what I'm kind of wanting to hear. But um, if, if that's, you know, and, and I think for us, we'd like to see the, the kind of graphs at the end for each um, service provider where where they're succeeding, where they're not, you know, where their strengths, where their weaknesses are, so that if we if we need need be, we can you know apply resources there. So maybe you can tell us how how the monitoring is going because I think that's important. That's it's you know it, it makes Ms. a big difference. Ms. Campbell. Sure. So um, the Human Services Department has contracts, grants, administrators that are assigned to the agreements that we have with the provider network. They um, do on-the-ground monitoring and desk monitoring as well and process the invoices. They do um, mid-year touch points, and that's when you see your reallocation agenda item where we'll come forward with an item that moves money around the provider network so that we're appropriately funding those who are overutilizing their contracts, which demonstrates a greater need in the community for those services versus those where there are challenges with spending down those dollars for a variety of reasons. There's a plethora of reasons why a contract might be um, challenged to serve the number of people that they have agreed that they can serve. And the department works with those providers to sort of mitigate those challenges. I think that there was an issue during COVID with um, people being able to access services at the same time there was a dramatic increase for the need of services and so we did some flexible things with our contracts in order to try to help meet the need and they're just coming out of that period so um, we uh, will provide the metrics for you when we bring back our mid-year agenda item for the reallocation piece um, so that you can clearly see what's happening across the three provider networks. I guess the one thing I'm wanting to hear is, I, I can understand we've got contracts that are making sure that it, they're in compliance, but is there a mentoring element to it that actually helps them, let's say they're not meeting a certain thing, that, let, that shows them and, and kind of guides them how they can, how they can get there with that? Yeah, the department provides technical assistance and support to our provider network to try to ensure that they're successful in meeting their outcomes. Okay. Um, I think Vice Mayor. Vice Mayor, did you want to chime in on that? I just wanted to add that specifically, this was a long discussion at the uh, Homeless Continuum of Care meeting yesterday uh, because there are a few providers that mm -hmm. are having issues. And uh, we have a mentoring, we have mentoring, we have the, the new Haas support services are really helpful in this and we recognize that you know there are some that need some assistance and I don't think we can say anymore because I asked the question yesterday about is any of this due to 
the remains of COVID and pretty much everybody said no, it really is not that. So we know that we have some issues with a, with a couple of providers, but uh, we're focused on it and uh, are working hard to make sure that everybody comes up to, to the standard or else, you know, the money needs to be moved to somebody else. Thank you, Vice Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner, for Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and thanks to my colleague for pulling this item. Uh, with my one-on-one -on -one with staff, those questions were asked, concerned about performances and whether or not they're meeting the goals. That said, I know and fully understand from talking to our staff that there are some challenges and they're being addressed, but it's good to hear from my colleagues as we sit here when it's brought before the commission, pulled and have a discussion, that's where we learn what's truly happening with these organizations. So thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. So it's moved by Commissioner Dean, second by Vice Mayor Rich. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you so much. Item number 40, Ms. Leasing. Item number 40 is a motion to approve plat entitled Seaview at Dana Beach. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this <clears throat> item. Very good. Commissioner Ron, you pulled this item? Yes. Item 40 is a uh, motion to approve a plat for land uh, that is near real property in which I have a ownership interest. Uh, this item does not present an actual conflict uh, because uh, any financial impact on the, uh, the value of my property is uh, remote and speculative. However, to avoid an appearance of a conflict, I am abstaining on item 40 and ask that this be reflected in the minutes. Very good. Any further discussion on this item? Is there a motion? Motion so, to approve. Second. Moved by Commissioner Dean, second by Commissioner Furr. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries eight with one abstention. All right, item 45. Item 45 is a motion to adopt resolution authorizing Broward County to join as a member of Sister Cities International. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Commissioner Bogan, you pulled this item. I did. I support, item. I support the item. <laughs> and and, and uh, I wanted to just let everybody know that uh, if you, uh, I learned about Sister Cities walking in at Chicago Airport at the bottom, um, uh, baggage from one terminal to another, you see flags, tons of flags uh, with all the different cities that Chicago has relationships with cities for economic development and business interests. And I want to thank Sandy McDonald and his entire staff for um, moving this forward. This is where I wanted to get involved with Fitzy, but we had COVID and other things going on. But uh, so it's great that we're joining. They're involved in 140 countries and uh, I'd like to move it. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner McKenzie. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. That concludes our consent agenda. We are now under our public hearings, which is item 46 through 63. We'll begin with item 46, Ms. Leasing. The public hearing on item 46 is now open. Item 46 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-inclusive, unrestricted Port Everglades cargo handler services franchise to Soul Shipping Services, Inc. for a new 10-year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion uh, closed. Commission discussion? Second. Moved by Senator Gross, second by Commissioner Furr. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item 47. The public hearing on item 47 is now open. Item 47 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-exclusive, unrestricted Port Everglades Stevedore Services franchise to Soul Shipping Services, Inc. 
for a new 10-year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public abortion closed. Commission discussion? Move approval. Second. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item 48. The public hearing on item 48 is now open. Item 48 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-exclusive unrestricted Port Everglades Vessel Oily Waste Removal Services franchise to Everglades Waste Removal Services, LLC for a new five-year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Moved by Senator Garris, second by Commissioner Furr. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item 49. The public hearing on item 49 is now open. Item 49 is a motion to adopt a resolution pertaining to Port Everglades Foreign Trade Zone Number 25, Tariff Number 5, amending Section 42.29 of the County Administrative Code and amending tariff rates and requirements for various activities at Port Everglades. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Second. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item number 50. The public hearing on item 50 is now open. Item 50 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to Port Everglades Tariff Number 12, amending Section 42.25 of the County Administrative Code, amending tariff rates and requirements for various activities at Port Everglades. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Move it. Second. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. 9-0-51. The public hearing on item 51 is now open. Item 51 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to solid waste operations, amending section 38.38 of the County Administrative Code to prescribe a revised schedule of landfill rates. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Second. Mr. Geller moves it. Second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item 52. The public hearing on item 52 is now open. Item 52 is a motion to adopt a resolution amending section 38.18 of the County Administrative Code to prescribe a revised schedule of retail water and wastewater service rates, fees, and charges. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Of a portion closed. Commission discussion? So moved by Commissioner Rogers, second by Vice Mayor. Alan Garcia will be happy. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 53. The public hearing on item 53 is now open. Item 53 is a motion to adopt resolution amending section 38.19 of the County Administrative Code to prescribe a revised schedule of raw water supply large user rates. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission Move discussion. It. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. Item 54. The public hearing on item 54 is now open. Item 54 is a motion to adopt resolution amending section 38.20 of the County Administrative Code to prescribe a revised schedule of wastewater large user rates. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Approval. Second. Senator Geller moves it. Second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 55. The public hearing on item 55 is now open. Item 55 is a motion to approve Broward County Transit Department's 
fiscal year 2024 transit capital Pro program of projects. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Second. Moved by Senator Gus, seconded by Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? The motion carries 9-0. As we move on to item 56. The public hearing on item 56 is now open. Item 56 is a motion to adopt a resolution to release a 12-foot wide non-exclusive drainage agement recorded in official records book 16375, page 598 in the Broward Municipal, Municipal Service District. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move it. Portion close. Commission discussion? Move it. Commissioner Boga moves it. Second by Vice Mayor Rich. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you. No charge. <laughs> item 57. <laughs> the public hearing on item 57 is now open. Item 57 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate and annul a 40-foot by 100-foot portion of an access easement lying within parcel A of Rock Island Rand Land Corp. Plat, recorded in official records plat book 119, page 3, in the city of North Lauderdale. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move portion closed. Commission discussion? Second. Moved by Commissioner McKenzie, since this is district. Second by Good. Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9 0. Item number 58. The public hearing on item 58 is now open. Item 58 is a motion to enact ordinance amending the capital improvements element of the county's comprehensive plan, updating objectives and policies, and streamlining the annual update process. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Open portion closed. Move discussion. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. On Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9 0. Item 59. The public hearing on item 59 is now open. Item 59 is a motion to adopt resolution providing for fiscal year 2024 assessment rates and amounts for a non-ad valorem special assessment on private hospitals in Broward County to help finance the non-federal share of the state of Florida's Medicaid program. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion? Move it. Second. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Just say aye, Mr. Commissioner McKenzie, as you get closer to that microphone as Mr. Mars is looking at me for that. Item number 60. <laughs> Public hearing on item 60 is now open. Item 60 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to the Garden Park Districts, amending section 39-4 of the County Code of Ordinances, providing for additional definitions, creating Article 40 of Chapter 39, establishing the Garden Park Districts. No member of the public has signed up to speak on Co the item. Comment. Portion closed. Commission discussion. Yes, Senator Geller. Yes, um, this I, at one of my town meetings in Broadview Park, some of the residents raised questions and concerns about this item. Uh, in case anybody's watching, ha. Um, I just want to say I have discussed this with Mike Ruiz. We have determined this does not have the impact that they thought it would and that they're okay with this. Very, very they good. They should be okay. Further commission discussion on this item. See and none. Is there a motion? Move approval. Senator Geller Second. moves it. Second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 61. The public hearing on item 61 is now open. Item 61 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to disclosures regarding septic tank systems 
for residential real estate transactions, amending Chapter 20 of the County Code of Ordinances to create Article 14, Sections 20 through 275 through 2278, providing for title applicability definitions and disclosures. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Comment. Public portion closed. Senator Geller, yes. Yes. The Broward County Water Advisory Board, which I chair, held at least four meetings on the subject of septic tanks so we could try and discuss what we could do on the septic to sewer conversion. And after extensive number of meetings, we've determined that the legislature has, shockingly enough, preempted our ability to do almost anything about that. I know that will come as a great surprise to everybody here that the legislature might preempt local governments. Uh, the, we determined that the only thing that we could do is to beef up the disclosure requirements. There was already a requirement that people be advised uh, when you're buying a home that if there's a septic tank, but in fact, they're mostly buying homes in violation of Florida law, which does require that if you are buying a home that is adjacent to uh, uh, sewer lines, you are required to make that conversion, and most people don't know that. So this is beefed up disclosure language warning people that if they're about to buy a home, that is not hooked up, that they may be in violation of both the county code, which they would be, and state law. We have gone, uh, discussed this with the realtors, make sure that they're okay with this language. They are, and I regret it's all that we can do, but it's all that we can do. And at the appropriate time, I would move approval. Any further commission discussion on the item? Moved by Senator Geller, second by? Second. By Vice Mayor. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 62. The public hearing on item 62 is now open. Item 62 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to temporary shelter, amending sh sections 39-4 and 39-111 of the County Code of Ordinances, implementing chapter 2023-304, laws of Florida regarding temporary shelter. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public portion closed. Commission discussion. Is there a move, motion? Move it. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Last public hearing item is item 63. Our final public hearing item is item 63, which is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to certain provisions in chapter 16 and a half and chapter 20 of the county code of ordinances implementing House Bill 1417, preempting this to the state the regulation of residential tenancies and landlord-tenant relations. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Public Move portion it. closed. Commission discussion? Move it. Moved okay. by Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. We'll lose our public hearings. We're now on our regular agenda. Item number 65, Ms. Leasing. Item 65 has two motions. Motion A is a motion to approve technology products agreement between Broward County and Designa Access Corporation for parking access and revenue control equipment and maintenance for Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Motion B is a motion to waive county business enterprise participation goal from 
21% of total agreement amount to 21% of only of only non-proprietary equipment and services. Again, these are aviation items. Uh, anyone? Commission discussion? Motion? Move approval. Second. Second by, excuse me, uh, made by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Item 66. Item 66 is a motion to ratify action taken by the county administrator on July 26, 2023 on behalf of Broward County and through delegation granted by the Board of County Commissioners on June 13, 2023 to award open-end contract between Broward County and Great Waste and Recycling Services LLC for solid waste trash removal and recycling services at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Thank you. Commission discussion. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Uh, recently, when I, I had a chance to go through a number of airports that were in Europe, and I noticed that, that it's such a total different um, way that they're going about on their recycling. And they have like bins for ferrous, plastic, paper, organic, the whole bit. Something they're way, just, they're just way ahead of us on some of that and, wow. how, they're, and they're, how they're doing it. What a surprise. Um, so I, I, I guess I'm wondering if there's, if we might be able to look into being a little bit uh, more proactive on this. Commissioner Considering that we're, you know, putting together a, a recycling authority, et cetera, it might be good to start to set the example. And just let uh, Mr. Pierre know those specific airports so maybe we can look exactly okay. what they're doing, okay? Uh, yeah, I think it's almost everyone in Is Europe. it okay? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I've got in discussions with Mark Gale yeah. and uh, Mr. Nonamaker's here as well. He's nodding his head. So those are things we're looking into. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for discussion. Is there a motion? So moved. Moved by Commissioner Furr. Second. Second by Commissioner Dean. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries 9-0. Thank you very much. Item number 70. Item 70 is a motion to discuss results of PFAS testing undertaken by Commissioner Bogan. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Commissioner deferred this item from our September 7th meeting is now on our agenda. Commissioner Bogan. Thank you, up. Mayor. This will take two minutes. I, I got a phone call many, many months ago from an out-of-state lawyer who talked to me about PFAS. I had no idea what it was. I didn't realize basically it's a group of chemicals. That, is, that are toxic forever chemicals that are toxic that are everywhere in the environment, everywhere, uh, including our water. And I wanted to know what I'm drinking. And so I did two things. And let's put up that sheet if we can real quickly. I tested six bottled waters and there uh, we go. Essential, I had some fun here. Aquafina, Zephyr Hills, and uh, Dasani, and the great news, the winner is, no, um, none of them showed any trace of PFAS. So they're either using reverse osmosis or they're using something with, they're all great waters and uh, they're all, show, no, um, show no, no trace of PFAS. And then number two, I did six cities. I did Fort Lauderdale, Deerfield, Pompano, Coconut Creek, Margate, Coral Springs. The total number, meaning out of all the chemicals into PFAS, the total, uh, you'll see these numbers. Now, what do the numbers mean? It's simple. The EPA is now looking to bring the number down to four. The EPA is saying that they're going to try to make it so you, the numbers are no more than four parts per trillion. So 
Um, and, and, and then you could see our county two plants, it's 180. Um, and obviously there's all these different chemicals that make up PFAS, but uh, um, I just wanted uh, everyone here to realize uh, what the lab results showed, where people can go if they want to know that there's no PFAS in bottled water, they can use a reverse osmosis in their kitchen or their home, um, they can buy a small little uh, filter and, um, and get it out there. I think uh, Commissioner Fur would tell me, I think reverse osmosis also takes out other chemicals besides PFAS chemicals. Anyway, that's it, and uh, happy, you. I you know, Thank appreciate you. your time. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan, for your, yep. your studies and your results. We appreciate don't, that. But don't use Anybody? This. Commissioner Fur? I have a question. I see Allen's in the, uh, in the um, uh, Mr. Garcia? audience. Through, uh, through, Ms. The, through the county administrator. Yes, thank you, Mr. Uh, Garcia. Um, uh, Alan, first of all, good morning. Um, since the PFAS is going to be in our sludge, in the wastewater, what, and then that goes to various places. It either goes to waste management disposal or it gets spread out on fields throughout the state. What, how are we going to, what, what, how do you see us trying to get down to four parts is it per million or trillion? Trillion. trillion. I, I, I don't, they have not discussed regulating the, um, the biosolids yet. Um, that is on their radar, but they've not thrown any numbers out on biosolids yet. Because, you know, not only does it affect biosolids, it affects any effluent, any reclaimed water, right. anything that goes through that process. And, you know, right now the, the industry thinking is, let's get it at the, the source Let's get it, you know, through the treated water. And if you take it out of the treated water, you're going to take a lot out of the wastewater stream. Um, but there's still a lot of other sources, different foods. You know, olive oil is very high in, in PFAS. It's been tested. So, you know, that's our first focus is get it out of the water. You know, um, <laughs> everything good. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> oil that you buy in the stores and stuff. The healthy, uh, healthy olive oil. That's my understanding. Is olive oil oh, has great. tested high? I, uh, I don't know if it's olive oil. Time, time out. Time out. Time out. Commissioner, for you had the floor. Mr. Garcia, continue on. The the, uh, the some of the studies I've been looking at. There's not too many. I mean, it's hard to get rid of these. It's hard to get rid of them. One of the, one of the ways is through incineration, but it has to go up to a, a certain degree. I think it's like 1,500 degrees. And I guess I'm wondering what because we have, through our incinerator. I don't know if our incinerator goes that high. And is there a way of finding out if that is, because it, it's one of the few ways you can actually get rid of it. See, part, one of the problems, um, Commissioner Furr, is, and we have done a small test back when we were looking at, okay, how do we get rid of our biosolids? Forget right. the PFAS issue, right. just how do we get rid of the biosolids? Right. And we looked at the process of possibly incinerating it. Right. We, we sent a small dose to Wheelabrator South. The problem is there's a moisture content in there. Yeah. And as soon as you put really any even minimal amount into their the burn, mm -hmm. it lowers the temperature too much. So they're basically saying, no, you can't do it. We're trying to doing another sample where we get it a little bit drier, but it's going to be tough. You'd almost need a dedicated but, facility for it and but get, it, get stuff in very dry. But at the same time, I also heard that if you use if you are burning a lot of plastic, it actually increases the burn rate, the the, the temperature. So do they can they counteract each other a little bit? Can you can you mix that, a combination of yeah that I, that I don't know I just know when we did send you know uh, a truckload of our of our um, biosolids to Wheelabrator South it did drop their burn temperature so okay. they said we can't do it because there's just too much moisture in it 
Okay. It, it would be interesting to see if, if you added it with the plastic, if that would counteract that. Anyway, anyway okay, yeah. thank you. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Verdi. Any further discussion on the item? I, Mr. Garcia, Ms. before Sabiro? we leave, I just wanted to ask Mr. Garcia a question. I probably should have done this outside of this uh, forum, but I think it was probably relevant. Um, the numbers that we saw on the slide, on the sheet that um, Commissioner Bogan listed for our two county plans, those were for all the PFAS and not just for the four parts per trillion, correct? I just want to make sure I understand that. Right. That was for all 29 components tested uh, at both the 1A and the 2A plant. Um, and not just the, the, the um, PFOS component that EPA is looking to regulate, which is PFOS, P-F-O-S, and PFOA, P-F-O-A. They're also looking at some of the other ones, a couple of the other ones, and they're, they created a formula for a hazard index. And if that's above one, you've got to address that. In our cases, both hazard indexes are below one. So the other minor, minor ones per EPA's proposed plan, okay but we do exceed the four parts per trillion for PFAS and PFOA. So we're, we're headed down that path. We've got a consultant. We're, head, we're on our, got our second workshop, I believe, this week with them that the ultimate goal is to come out and say, okay, this is how we're going to do it, and then we'll hire a consultant to design the plant, and then we'll build the plant. And the numbers that we exceed are, are um, we had shared those before, I know, and, and if um, anyone from the public or the commission wants to see those again, I want to make sure that they have that to sure. put it in context. Thank you. We'll do it. Mr. Garcia, thank you always for your hard work. We appreciate you. you. Okay. That concludes our regular agenda. Now we're under our non-agenda and reports. Who wants to go first? Hands up. I got vice mayors. You're not going See in that? order? Okay. Vice mayor, you go ahead. It's unusual. Starts usually at the end. Okay. So I actually just have two things I wanted to report on. Uh, um, Fran Esposito was in the audience before, along with Dodie Keith. Uh, they were here for another item, but I wanted to just uh, congratulate uh, them and the in entire operation of Broward Partnership uh, for the Homeless. Um, uh, Mayor, uh, uh, Mayor Fisher and Commissioner Udine were at the uh, ribbon cutting this past week on the 14th of, of September. and. Um, I have to tell you, just this is an amazing, amazing project if you haven't had a chance to, to look at it. And it's such a great example of what we can do when we work in collaboration and partnership with each other. Uh, we had, this is a 72-unit affordable housing project to serve the needs of formerly homeless and those at risk of becoming homeless. And really because of the persistence, the tenacity, and, and the dedication of people like uh, Fran Esposito, who's the CEO, and Dodie Keith, who's the pa a past chair, uh, it, it, this, this incredible um, project came to fruition. Um, also just wanted to recognize uh, Mitch Rosenstein and Green Mills Group. Uh, they're an amazing development partner. And uh, we look forward to working with Broward Partnership on another one. I want everyone to really listen and watch for this because in Pompano Beach, uh, uh, at the, right on, near the property of the North Homeless Assistance Center, uh, the uh, Broward Partnership is looking to do the same thing again and build another incredible project that will house uh, people coming out of uh, homelessness and really making a tremendous difference in the lives of people fortunate enough to live in one of these incredible um, uh, facilities. And I also want to mention, and first I want to thank uh, uh, Commissioner Rogers for presenting the presentation. I wasn't here last week. Uh, 
uh, the last meeting, because um, I was uh, up at the uh, University of Florida, and um, for um, presenting the proclamation for National Direct Support Professional Week. And I had the privilege of uh, going out there um, subsequently and presenting it actually in person to the, the folks at ARC Broward that actually are the, uh, the direct support professionals. And it is just an amazing job. Some of those people have been there for over 20 years doing this you know, amazing work uh, with the, um, the, uh, the, the, the participants in, in the programs at, at ARC. And I just have to say we are just so incredibly fortunate to have a program like this in our community. So just wanted to mention that. Thank you. Thank you, Vice. Commissioner Furr. Um, I, I, I don't know if anybody's already called attention to it, but I'm, the uh, innovation that our mosquito control people did, the patent that they yes. uh, yeah. applied for, mm -hmm. that's great. That's, I think it's fantastic, one, that they did it, and hopefully they can sell it to every other county in the United States. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that, would be, that would be good. But, it, but it's uh, kudos to them, and it's, uh, I'm, it, it's, it's glad that we, I think, uh, from the administration's point, that, that supporting that kind of, that, those efforts, so I think it's great. Uh, second, I was glad that the um, uh, kind of a little good news for democracy, there hadn't been a whole lot lately, but that the maps that drew unfair congressional districts were struck down by the judge. And I know, you know, some of that came from fair districts. Let's yes. see what happens. Yeah, I know, Let's I know. But at least right. I know that was, Commissioner Ryan was part of that. He's not even listening, but <laughs> Commissioner Ryan. Ryan, I know when you had done the fair districts uh, work when you were in the state rep, um, I think some of that with, with Senator Geller with Senator Geller, right? Um, but it, but it was uh, oh, this was during, this was Amendment Four. This is many years ago um, when he was when when he had championed that, and uh, I think it can hopefully it's bearing fruit here. So I just wanted to kind of call you out on that and say thank you for doing that. And that's all I've got today. Thanks, Senator Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, last week. Uh, we, I went to the Florida Association of Counties where I chair the Community and Urban Affairs Committee in preparation for the legislative meeting that we're having and uh, many, we pushed many of the issues that Broward County has put in our legislative agenda. I would like to go back briefly to comment very briefly on two items on our agenda. On item 20, um, what we had done, and I'd like to compliment county attorney and county administration. Previously, the way that we had been getting our backup on items from the planning council involved each iteration of what had been done. So it was just very difficult to tell which version we were voting on. And this time, you know, after repeated complaints, but this time we just had what we, the actual changes that we're voting on. So it made it much easier to understand what we were voting on. I'd like to thank administration, county attorney's office for fixing that issue. And finally, an item 68, that was uh, my giving leftover campaign funds to the uh, uh, Broward County Cultural, no, excuse me, leftover county, not campaign, county uh, office funds to the Broward County Cultural um, uh, Council. And if anyone, I know you have, I think, 11 days left to dispose of that funds, if anybody else um, 
has not yet disposed of their funds, I'd recommend Broward County Cultural Council is a really good place to put it. And that's it. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I want to show you how you feel about the Cultural Council. Make sure you're good. I think we should give it more money. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. Thank you, Great. Senator. Just turn your mics off, you would. Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor and colleagues. Okay, let me share that beginning September 17th and ending September 23rd of this year, we recognize Constitution Week. This week is an opportunity for us to honor the principles enshrined in the U.S. statute and our Constitution. Let's recognize Constitution Day, on which passed, but also Citizenship Day is now September 23rd. We're encouraging everyone to remember to go out and register to vote, change your, make sure you're registered to vote early, register to vote by mail as we protect the Constitution of this great country. I continue to engage District 9 residents, connecting them with vital information available and available resources. Uh, let me continue my advocacy on behalf of us being vigilant and trying to help our residents who are struggling with their homeowners association shortage of funding for what is now mandatory and required. We have homes that are on the verge of collapsing. They are also deemed unsafe. So we have our residents leaving those homes and they're calling because they now have to continue to pay their mortgages. They continue to now have to rent someplace for their families additional expenses. And for me, I don't know if I'm seeing or feeling that we believe this is a crisis that will impact all of us, will impact the budget of this dear county. I know a lot of folks are talking about going to the Value Adjustment Board. While they're out of their homes, they would like to see some reductions in their taxes. I'm just telling you what is being said out there in the broader community. So I'm sharing that our revenues will be impacted and I don't want to be one of those that said, I told you so. The housing crisis, the older homes mandated by homeowners association, condo association, multifamily homes, they're creating problems for our residents. Now residents have to move from these developments find someplace else to live, and also to continue to pay their mortgages. It's a hardship, and they're coming to our doors, and they will be knocking on our doors. Just wanted to continue to make that a priority and continue to put that at the forefront of all of my dis discussions. And looking forward to continue this great work, and looking forward to continue working with everyone on this side. Thank, Thank you. you, Commissioner Rogers. Commissioner Dean? Speaking of our cultural council, I had, and I, he just left. I just missed him. I really wanted to say it when he was here, but you know, I don't want to go out of turn. But Phil Dunlap and our culture—he—he's our cultural director. Obviously, I went down to uh, Commissioner McKenzie's district in down on Sistrunk and uh, went to the uh, destination destination Sistrunk for the uh, for Phil's performance the other night. There were a lot of county employees there. We had a very good time. It was a lot of fun. The place is very cool. Phil was, it was like being in a New York jazz club. It was really cool and they do a great job and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. 
some adult beverages, whatever you wanted, you could get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to mention that. Um, second thing, September 21st, a couple days from today, if you're around, check out the NSU Levan Center for Innovation because it is Space Day. They did this last year and it really was off the charts what they had going on for Space Day. Um, it's business development, it's what we're doing in southeast, all the way up the coast as far as what these new companies are coming in here. And there happens to be a lot in Broward County. The, the, a lot of the companies that are making the seats for a lot of these, a lot of the 3D printing, a lot of stuff going on over at the NSU Levan Innovation Center, which is September 21st, if you're around. Fun they, I don't think that's the presentation. I think that's more of an all-day different symposiums, and uh, it's just really cool. Check it out on their website if you want to. They have really good stuff. Um, and finally, uh, I know uh, Senator Rich mentioned it, so I'm not going to repeat the 7th on 7th event, but what I had the chance to do, and I know the mayor was there last Saturday, and there was a couple other ones throughout the county. There was one in Coral Springs yesterday. Habitat for Humanity is building homes um, and the county now is participating in that program it used to be that we didn't provide dollars for the actual home ownership it was just for rental we changed that a few years ago we provided these dollars there's more homes being built there's people that have sense of ownership um, these become built homes that people can trade after when they're in there there it's it's a lot of families that they provide home ownership to it, it's a powerful program uh, local 10 was out there I see them here they were out there at one of these events filming on this and there's just a lot of good things that are happening with that so uh, proud to be a part of it for Broward County and those are my comments other than I know we'll be back later but wish everybody a powerful holiday if they celebrate thank you Commissioner Commissioner Ryan two quick items uh, first uh, I wanted to follow up on the uh, the comments by uh, Commissioner Geller with regard to um, the uh, Florida Association of Counties. And uh, we've had ongoing discussions here on the County Commission for a number of years about what level of participation, uh, you know, Broward County, you know, gets with the Florida Association of Counties because it often, uh, you know, seems that for uh, issues that are important to what are called fiscally constrained counties, that there's a lot of attention and the legislature, you know, takes action to protect small counties. And I have never kind of felt that, uh, you know, fact was, you know, giving us basically our fair share of uh, attention based upon, you know, what we financially contribute and, uh, you know, the impact that it has on the uh, economy throughout the state of Florida. So um, you talked briefly about this, uh, Commissioner Geller, at uh, a, uh, a previous, I think it was a workshop when we were discussing budget items. So, but if you could quickly recap, what changes have you seen from, uh, you know, the organization fact that has, uh, you know, made the voice of Broward County and other urban uh, uh, counties, uh, you know, a, a greater amount of uh, input and participation, you know, at the state level. I wish I could say, Mr. Mayor, I wish I could say that I'd seen a lot of action. I haven't. 
the um, on the steering committee, you have weighted votes, which is there are 40 members, one per Senate district. But in addition to that, for balance, the uh, chair can appoint other people. I think there are six or seven additional appointments, and all of them are from, well, all but one are from small counties, and the largest, there's one from Marion County, which is small-ish, but not small. That's Ocala. Uh, so, but on the overall vote, it's one commissioner, one vote, and since Broward County with roughly two million people and nine commissioners is about 233,000 per commissioner, we get the same vote at the general voting as does each of the five commissioners from Bradford County, which is 20,000, so that's four, each commissioner represents 4,000 compared to our 233,000. Um, probably would not withstand, if it was a constitutional body, would not withstand constitutional muster. Um, it, it, but it is organized as just a not-for-profit, not a governmental body. The, um, I thought when I was appointed Community and Urban Affairs that that would be a, uh, Urban Affairs would be the larger, but again, Many of the people on that are counties, Hendry County, Bradford, you know, tiny, tiny counties. So um, apparently urban affairs doesn't mean what I thought it meant. Uh, there is a small county coalition. There is not a large county coalition. And as I think we know, the seven largest counties in the state of Florida uh, of the 67 make up the majority of the population. So um, I'm working within the bounds that we have. We have passed resolutions, for example, asking the legislature on the condo issues that um, Commissioner Rogers has recently raised to either come up with some financing mechanism or to consider having a glide path instead of has to be done this year, have it a glide path of two or three years uh, so I'm working within the restraints that we have, but you are correct, Commissioner, that um, the smaller counties have a disproportionate share of influence based upon <clears throat> their their population compared to Broward. Well, I would not uh, advocate for Broward County, um, you know, um, divesting itself of participation with the uh, Florida Association of Counties, but. Perhaps it's it's possible, and I think maybe you could continue this discussion, that we can have a separate kind of like a uh, an urban coalition or a separate group, maybe as a subgroup from the from fact that um, you know can participate and um, you know advocate for uh, large urban county needs. So, um, however you continue that uh, discussion, the second you, item I wanted to to mention was. Um, really some congratulations, and this goes to uh, the county administrator and, and your team on, uh, you know, that recent U.S. patent that was uh, awarded, you know, to Broward County um, with a, uh, a new technique for um, spray trucks that are, that are, you know, doing mosquito control, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, apparently it um, saves, saves us a lot of money. 
and uh, you know makes it more e efficient and effective to uh, to be able to uh, you know spray the mosquitoes all around the county. So uh, if you want to comment on it, uh, county administrator. Thank you, um, Commissioner. And yes, we are we're trying to uh, make sure that everybody is aware of, of that significant accomplishment. Um, in fact, I, I mentioned it in, um, in my latest video I sent out to all the employees. I also um, uh, awarded um, the two uh, current county employees that um, were part of that patent, and there was one um, former county employee who's now been retired um, with, uh, with that creation. I awarded them with the, uh, the Shining Star Award, the County Administrator's Quarterly Award. Um, we've already contacted the Florida Association of Counties. Um, I've got our Office of Public Communications spreading the word about that. Um, and, and I wanted to also share about the FAC uh, comment. I was recently um, um, elected into an executive position on the Florida Association of County um, Administrators. And um, so we are having a heavier presence on the administrative side county, um, statewide. Um, and I was kind of voted in when I was away because they, um, so, because I think they thought I would say I was too busy, but, because I was a little busy, but, um, but I think it is actually very valuable and, and to have a seat at that table on the executive um, board because um, as you all very well are aware, you know, the, um, the lion's share of this state are small counties and, and certainly um, having the urbanized issues that we are faced with is important to be at the forefront of the conversation. So I am also um, active now um, with, with that group and, and I'm trying to make sure that our voice is very heard. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Bogan? Real quickly, I uh, went to Canada on a trade mission uh, recently that. and they had us moving from uh, Montreal to Ottawa to Toronto. It was not a relaxing trip, but uh, productive. I think we are able to bring some businesses from Canada here to do business here, hire employees here, and help help our economy here. And second, um, in a week and a half, I think, October 4th and 5th, Fitzy um, starts again. Um, and um, uh, it's obviously a chance for business owners and uh, to engage with, uh, we'll have a couple, I think we're having a couple one or two actual presidents, we have former vice presidents, former presidents coming, a lot of government leaders uh, from around the, around the world actually coming here. Um, exhibit space, I was told, is now fully booked, which is, which is great. And, um, and then Monica wants me to also learn more at Broward.org forward slash econ DEV. <laughs> How's that? Did I, did I read it okay, Monica? <laughs> Thank you, Monica. I appreciate the help. But anyway, that's it, thank you, Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. I wasn't able to make that trip, and you stepped in to Canada, so thank you for that. Uh, my pleasure. Representing uh, Broward County. Sure, last but not least, you know, our Commissioner McKenzie, before I go on. <laughs> and I'll be brief. Um, in my briefing yesterday with Monica and her staff, uh, actually, prior to that, she sent uh, a representative to talk to me about an issue that I brought before with PACE and Wagreen, those programs, and how it's affecting some of our uh, residents. And it is good to know that they are combating this with a marketing campaign to just educate people on what the details are in terms of this program. But ironically enough, um, uh, Thursdays I was leaving a town, this was on my door. 
Uh, so it's a good example of what I'm talking about, but I saw it in other neighborhoods as well. And as I was speaking with staff, uh, it was my understanding that in their neighborhood, uh, a little further west and south, um, these flyers were out there. And what's interesting is no down payment required, no credit required. PACE program provides 100% financing, but it's attached to your taxes, your real estate taxes. Tax bill. Mm -hmm. And the calls I get are my seniors at the end of the year when it's no longer the 2700 we've imposed, it's now the 100% financing. And a lot of these are fixed income folks. So my intent, because um, this is preempted too, Senator Geller, so we can't touch what they're doing with the taxes, but we can educate on the front end as to what the details are and the decisions are totally up to them. But what your staff has put together, I, I'm, I'm very happy and pleased with. So if you want to get the information, see Monica's staff uh, in reference to that. But if you want to see the flyer, if you didn't get one on your door, uh, I'll pass it around. And uh, thank you and your staff uh, for that. Thank you, Commissioner McKenzie. Mr. Myers, anything before I, I'll go last? So Meyer, Mr. Myers, anything? Nothing, Mayor. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Probably already got one. Ms. Shapiro. I'll make it brief. Thank you. Um, and, and thank you, Commissioner Bogan. I knew you were going to talk about this. I just want to make sure you had the right website to share. So thank you. Um, no. Make sure everyone has the information they've asked for. Um, I just want to make sure, um, you know, thank you for your recognition this morning, Commissioner Rogers, and, and for, I want to remind everyone that this is the kickoff to uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month um, and the anniversary of the independence for five Latin American countries began on September 15th, which is also Kim and I's birthday, um, and is celebrated throughout through the, um, until October 15th, and the county recognizes um, the many contributions of Hispanic and Latin Americans to the United States, and I wanted to make sure everyone knew about um, where they can find additional information at Broward.org forward slash libraries forward slash events for all the many cultural events that are happening around um, the county. And, uh, and then also there's a, a display down in the lobby if you have a chance to stop by and check that out. That's it. Thank you. I'll just wind up. Um Interesting meeting last Friday with Senator Pizzo, who put it on along with Senator Albritton, who's the majority leader uh, and the director of the Florida Division of Emergency Management, of course, Kevin Guthrie, who was truly a rock star for us during the flooding we had back in April. And it was really nice to come together, elected officials, city managers, fire associations, and all came together. Uh, it was well attended, and we just kind of talked through emergency management, a lot of the municipalities actually didn't know what they could do, what they couldn't do. So it really was a great event. I just want to thank Senator Pizzo for putting that on. That's the first time I've seen that happen sitting at the county here. And so uh, then next year, hopefully, we'll continue that momentum and we'll uh, continue the education component for those. So we can totally work together. It was, the, the, the two words were communication and collaboration. So I was like in heaven. But uh, so it was really a great uh, time. And also interesting, uh, joined the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and South Florida Water Management District and the Florida Python Challenge Awards. Interesting that I was kind of scared to go because I'm not a snake guy. I thought you were getting a new belt. But, you know, so it was kind of interesting. But it was really interesting because it really spotlighted the Everglades and the money's being put into the Everglades, but these pythons that can, you know, lay, you know, 50 eggs at a time. And so it's really an important that we bring it to the attention and obviously reward those who get out there, unfortunately, and terminate these snakes. But it's a necessity because they have no predator at all. 
And so in order to get them out of the Everglades and, and get them back, uh, hopefully in control. So it was just an interesting, the alligator Ron was there as well. And uh, FYI, we had a, uh, a crocodile swimming by the Pompano Beach Fishing Pier. That was kind of a strange one there. <laughs> so, so that was interesting. Yeah, right in my, right in my pier there, yes, sir. Um, other than that, other things that uh, we talked about, annual space day, please come out and join us at the LeVan Center there as well. And September is Hunger Action Month. Residents can donate self shelf-stable foods at various locations throughout the county. Visit Broward.org forward slash food drive for locations. Very important that we, we spotlight that. Without further ado, I'll have our second and final budget hearing here tonight at 501. So please, everybody, obviously be here. And great meeting, great discussion, and this meeting is adjourned.